Hey, Turtle fans, it's Kim Dawson, and I'm here on TMNT Minute. You guys should tune in whenever you can because they've got so much great material, and it's always fresh. Dueling Genre. Hey, what's that, April? Some kind of weird Japanese antique egg timer. Cappuccino? That makes me hyper. It seems the scepter has magic powers. Hold on, dudes. If April's back in feudal Japan, does that mean we, like, have to ride that scepter back through time to get her? It's equal mass displacement. Step back, dudes. I just brought us some heavy artillery. Hey, Casey. <laughs> Welcome back. T-minus two minutes and counting. Let's go, my dude. Okay, the inscription says open wide the gates of time. Work. All right, already. Let's go. Go with care, my son. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the thrice weekly podcast where we are talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles threequel that does not have a subtitle, but everyone thinks that it does. I am here with the co-hosts of Black Girls Do Stuff 2. Ladies and gentlemen, Tiff and Nick are here. Hi, Tiff and Nick. Welcome. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much for having us. My pleasure. You might notice that our regular co-hosts are not here with us. Chris, Adam, and Rachel were unable to make this scheduling thing happen. We've been trying to get you guys on the show. I think we talked like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Right before we finished Turtles 2. Is that right? Yep. Yep. It was. I was super excited. Somebody like tagged us <laughs> because I was talking about my love for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so I was like, wait, <laughs> you should check out this podcast because like it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember yes. hearing about it supposed to be meeting up for like years. So every yeah. time she talks to Nick, talked to me about it, I would be like, weren't we supposed to do this a month <laughs> oh, ago? They forgot about <laughs> us. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were trying to get it together and we find like we scheduling was a nightmare. So we said decided the best way to do it is for the three of us to get together. And then I'm going to get together with the other guys. And we're just going to mush it all into one big edited pile of podcast soup. Um, <laughs> but... You're here, so that's very exciting. Why don't you guys tell us about your your Ninja Turtle fandom? How did you come to find Ninja Turtles in your life? I guess, Nick, if you want to go first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I remember, so for a lot of people listening to us, they know, like, I didn't grow up in the States. So I don't know if we actually got to watch it overseas or if I saw it when I came back. But I know that we had the video game overseas. And so I play the video game like every day. <laughs> that first one that kills yes. you with the underwater level? Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> like a drowning turtle. There's nothing like yeah. it. Um, so I still have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I remember the video game. And then I do remember when we would come over, there was like merch and stuff like that. And I would always ask for it. And then I remember finally seeing the movies and just like loving them all and i feel like so, i saw them close together so i i know i didn't see them in theaters where mm. overseas were you in cuba oh okay yeah say our, one of our co-hosts was a army brat chris was in germany i think when the turtles first came out oh, he that's got them nice. overseas as well <laughs> that's a good um, location <laughs> yeah right tiff what about you well mine i guess is very uh 
average. I grew up watching the cartoon on Fox 5 back when Fox used to show cartoons um, when kids got home from school. That's how old way I am. Back, way back when. Way back when. <laughs> back when you had like antenna ears on your TV right. in order to watch it, you know, before cable. What's a TV? <laughs> What's an antenna? Right. But that's how I started watching it. Um, and I have memories of I guess just Blockbuster. I don't know why. Every time I saw this movie, it just made me think Blockbuster and sleepovers. And I think it's because the first time I ever saw this movie was at a sleepover. Somebody rented it from Blockbuster and we were, weren't were really watching it. It was watching us. But I remember <laughs> parts of it from my youth. So like as I was watching it today to get ready for this show, I was like, I remember this. I remember this because even as a child, I was like, why are they speaking English in Japan? (laughs) Strangely, I just associate this scene with like popcorn in my hair. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. The smell of Um, the blockbuster carpeted uh, (laughs) convenience store. Don't get me started on blockbuster. I love it so much. (laughs) Me too. Did you see the documentary about it? I didn't watch it. The Netflix one? Oh, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's so good. Um, it warms my heart to know that there's it's somewhere in the early 90s, there's a sleepover, I'm assuming a, a, a girl's sleepover, mm-hmm. it was all where girls. they're renting Ninja Turtles movies and watching them. Because like my perspective was always like on the playground as a kid, we were just stupid boys doing it. Like, and we always made the girl be April because we're stupid boys, right? <laughs> so it's like it just warms my heart to know like somewhere out there, there's like a, like a secret cabal of girls just going, you know what? We're going to watch Ninja Turtles too. Screw those boys. This is for us. <laughs> I think it was I mean, a theme. Honestly, it was that yeah. and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, because yes. I think that was yeah. the movie we watched after. I got to tell you, if anybody ever tried to make me be April, I'd have been very upset, because I'm very much a Donatella loyalist. Like, yeah. if he ever went solo, like, I'm sorry, I don't like the, I don't like the Ninja Turtles anymore. I'm a Donatella fan. Like, that's, you would like the nerdy one. I would, right? Right up your alley. It is. I like that you treat them like a boy band. Like, all right, Nick Lachey went solo, so now I'm super into Nick Lachey. Screw the rest of 98 degrees. <laughs> I dig it. I'm here for it. Right. Showing all of our ages. There you go. Uh, That was going to be my next question is, do you guys have like a turtle that you're most like relate to that it's your favorite turtle? I guess we got the Donatello answer. What about you, Raphael for me. Yeah. And I just think it's... Hothead movie Raphael or like smart ass wisecracking cartoon Raphael? See, I liked both. So I originally was introduced to smartass one. I, You're giving I me a look. Nick's I don't know what that look. finger because is for. You asked which one, and she's trying to be diplomatic. She is 100% the second one. Just not a hothead at all. She's actually one of the calmest people I've ever met in my life. However, is, is she a me. smart aleck? Yes. Yes, she is. All day. I like people that are just, I, am I allowed to say the A word? Sure. I remember. Okay, I like smart asses. Those are always my favorite characters. If you give me a smart, a snarky, sassy character, that's going to be my favorite, and I will hold on to them for life. So that was Raphael for me. Awesome. Very cool. All right, well, I guess let's get into this. Uh, Turtles 3, you know, it's kind of a eh sort of movie. Uh, <laughs> we're doing minutes 64 to 66 right now. 64 starts with what I like to call the full house moment, a big open conversation about feelings. Uh, and ends with Mitsu with a knife at her throat. Um, so, so let's get into this. Uh, 
Raphael has this history in these movies of being the hothead, but like in Turtles 2, he sort of adopts Kino, right? And he becomes like this sort of like big brother character. And now he's got this thing with Yoshi, Yoshi. this little kid, and he's sort of taking all those lessons that he learned from Splinter and he's now giving it to the next generation. How do we feel about that? Um, so for me, I feel like I've always seen Raphael as the oldest of the turtles like i know it's not like established but i feel like he is like the big brother of the group and speaking as an older child we are angry people because we have a lot of responsibility (laughs) and so we tend to have tempers because we get in trouble the most because everybody else is acting up and all that so i feel like his hotheadness it's a little bit justified right but then we see as the time goes on like he still has that in him like they were like he's in a mood of course he is he's the oldest we're emo it happens but like (laughs) moody exactly we're like we're like emo moody kids and so like then as the movie goes on you see him again with Yoshi and then in number two we saw him with Kino and it's because we're also very like nurturing too so like I hate you and I'm gonna yell at you but also don't get in trouble like I will save you at the same time so I think it's one of those things I just think mm -hmm. I Go think ahead. he's probably he's the character that probably fits more into the the mentor role that the early nineties kind of started into the, the Uncle Jesse. The Uncle Jesse, that's what I was gonna say. Cause when you called it the full house moment, I was like, this, yeah, this is very Michelle and Uncle Jesse, and Uncle Jesse about to move out of the house, and Michelle's like, Why are you leaving me? Cause yo, she was like, You're about to die tomorrow. So why are you giving me this yo-yo? <laughs> You're gonna teach me anything. You're not gonna be here. So the yo-yo, like, hey, my village is burned. My, you're gonna die. My family's gonna die. They're coming for us with guns, but you Thanks know what? This, this yo-yo. yo-yo makes me feel so much mm-hmm. better. Like, come on, man. I mean, you couldn't to do a little be better. Fair, to be fair, they travel back in the future. So, I mean, what were they gonna give him otherwise? My, like, I don't actually know what those things are called that he fights with. The fork. Oh, the sigh? <laughs> I'm like, fork. Right. fork. Like, well, know. we know he's, he's possessive of those because he loses them all the time. He's right. like, I'm not letting those go again. <laughs> But I mean, you know, um, what else are they going to give him? He's like, oh, I have they, this, he, this yo-yo. <laughs> does he bring the yo-yo with him from the future? Is that just something he had, like, in his shell just hanging around? That is around, actually or? something else that I wondered, because they switch clothes when they go back in time, right? So Well, why they wear would, clothes. <laughs> well, yeah, they wear clothes. But, like, it seems like when they, whenever they switch, they, like, their clothes change to match the times, at least. True, or they switch yeah. clothes. So it's like, where would the yo- You're right, his where shell. did the yo-yo his come shell. from? It's storage. Okay. It's storage as well as a home. That okay. opened up that you could put the stuff inside a shell when you were I'm kids. sure you my brother one. had it's one like, and I probably <laughs> threw it right out of here. the window at yeah. some point. <laughs> there you go. I'm I'm almost wondering if he like whittled it, like is Raphael like a secret <laughs> woods craftsman or something? I could see we didn't it. I could see him having a hobby. Those little sharp forks are for just stabbing people. They're practical too. Raphael goes into like a home and garden television show in his retirement. Like, tossing a salad. It. He might. I mean, yeah, he can roast know. marshmallows on an open fire as well as <laughs> any other true. meats. He can whittle. And he <laughs> has a weapon. I mean, turtle. it's like all in one because he's an older child <laughs> and you learn how to do that. Oh, See, this is just you got to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You've I'm convinced you've you, I'm on your side now. Raphael is, <laughs> is the, the older, more sensitive uh, uh, leader. He is. He is. Um, 
one thing that kind of bugs me about this section is like the minutes right before this, like 63, 62, 61, I believe is when they actually lose the scepter that Donatello had the blacksmith make. Like they go through this whole big thing that Donnie has, oh, this guy's going to randomly make a magic scepter out of nothing. <laughs> and he makes it and they get it. And then as soon as they get it, like Mikey and Raph drop it down a well, which is like, <laughs> that just seems like we didn't need that in the movie. Like this seems like you just bad writing. And then they just find the original one, which was lost in like the first five minutes of the movie. Like why? It, it, it's just a lot with the scepter. And we've kind of had this running theory that this is just another script for a non-Turtles movie. That and they, they were just, just like, stuck oh, them in there. We, we just stuck the turtles in it because we needed another <laughs> Turtles movie. But like, I just, it just blows my mind that like this all gets resolved in like four minutes. Like we lose a scepter, we build a new one, we lose that one, and then we get the original one. Like, ah. From under the house. So I have a question for you then. What? Who do you think this movie was for? Three Ninjas? I don't know. <laughs> See, that's what we were wondering. It could. I. So Three Ninjas would have come out maybe a little after, maybe right before this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I think we might have talked about that. I can't remember what we said, though. But I think Three Ninjas Go Back in Time might have been a little tough. I think it might have been something like some time travel samurai B movie is is kind of the impression that I get. That probably and I'm waiting. I would have watched it. Me too. I'm waiting to find the If you can give me Surf Ninjas, you can give me Time Travel Ninjas. Oh, Maybe ninjas. it was Surf Ninjas 2. I would have watched. Oh. That would have been our sleepover movie. That's what we would have been watching. I yeah. think that's what it might have been. I it's think it was Surf Ninjas too. I like Ernie Ray's Jr. back We're again. We're gonna run with it. There we go. That's pretty good. Um, so, how do you guys feel about the puppets in this film? The- they honestly give me, and this is nostalgia talking. I kind of love them because they're so bad, and okay. they remind me <laughs> of Halloween and elementary school kids when, like, the kids would, the boys would come wearing them, and they would like squeak through the hallway because they're like <laughs> rubber. <laughs> so that's like every time they would move, I would just hear squeak, 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 squeak. So it was, it was very. I liked it just off All of right. that. I don't know. Like, so for me. All right, so let me say this. Earlier, <laughs> I might have tweeted about this being one of my favorite movies. I haven't seen it in a very long time. <laughs> Rose colored glasses. It very much like dropped, and I'm kind of sad that I watched it. <laughs> but that being said, I still have like a nostalgic place in my heart for it. So, like, I don't know what it is about me and remembering the 90s, and it could be because I wasn't in the States, but like, I, I'm just like, oh, it was the 90s. They didn't have technology. <laughs> like, <laughs> but these were different. Excuse. Yeah, these were but different two from movies the other be- ones. Yeah, two movies before this, it looked so much better. It did. <laughs> like it did. It did. But I still like that's in my mind. That's like my excuse always. I'm like, oh, they didn't have technology. It was the '90s. Like, so yeah, I like excuse everything that kind of looks really terrible from back then because it's the '90s. Okay. Yeah, and I say that as somebody who just watched at, um, Mortal Kombat Annihilation again for the nice. first time in years. <laughs> New Lines, I believe that's also New Line Cinema. Uh-huh. I think it's the same uh, distributor, yeah. That makes sense <laughs> when yeah. you watch it. But they do look um, pretty bad only because I only remember because I don't, I, I do not, I absolutely don't like the new Ninja Turtle looks. Like, the, I like the those. Ones? Rather that over yeah. CGI. Yeah. yeah. But I will say that I prefer three to the new ones. The ones in three look like Gucci Mane light. And the ones that are new look like 
Gucci Mane before prison. <laughs> so, like, I'm not really, you know. Okay. All right. I mean, it you just, guys might not want to say it, but look at it. <laughs> I, I, I think our audience will get it. Um, you look at... <laughs> Like the eye holes. The eye holes are one thing that bugged me because for the first movie, it took me basically until I was in my mid-twenties to realize that people were looking out under the bandanas. There's little slits where the actors are looking out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this one, if you pause any minute of this film, you can clearly see the eye holes cut out under the bandanas. And any time in this one, especially, there's a close-up. Like there's, there's all this Raphael close-up here. You can see these little cuts, and there's a couple of them later, too, that it's real bad. See, you're going to give me nightmares now. Well, that's number one. And then number two, when Raph gets the scepter and he turns his head and yells, Leo, I found it, his eyeballs never move. They're just, like, glued in his head. And, like, so the Henson Company did the first two movies. This was a different company that That did the... the, That makes sense That's why. That's why the puppetry looks so much better in the first two. Yeah, like, they... Oh man, they did so much subtle stuff in the first one to make them look real. In this one, like we just we're constantly remarking about how it just feels like the Chuck E. Cheese robots. You can like hear the gears grinding <laughs> oh. in your brain when you watch this. No, it's like the squeaky squeaky. You're right. Yeah, like your squeaky squeaky is going. Hot. <laughs> you know what? You know Jim Henson. He did the first two, and then the guy Jim, who was like on set that day, probably did these. Yeah. And that's what happened. Jim, like, yeah, Jim yeah, Benson. Jim Benson. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I got those. these costumes. I picked them up from Party City. Was Party it's, City you, even a thing back then from Walmart? Yeah, you, from do, Kmart. you do this with the one hand. You do that with the other hand. We're fine. We got it. Mm-hmm. I can do this. He's like a right out of college intern, like puppet intern. <laughs> we don't sure. need all of that. I don't know why they did so much work in the first one. Just, I'll I'll do do it for just throw the these on. <laughs> But like it was crazy because we were even talking. We talked to the director of the first one, and he was like, "I put glycerin on the eyeballs to make them look wet, so they looked real." He's like, "We oh, wow. and the puppeteers hated it because it would degrade the puppets. Like we would put makeup on the foam rubber, so like if Raphael gets punched in the first one, there's a bruise there later. Mm-hmm. Like they did none of that stuff on the third one. It's just they look like <laughs> basketballs. And it's it's that like that close up when he turns his head and he yells and his eyes just stay in his head. I'm like, oh, you guys all just a little bit of eye movement would have just made that so much more believable. And it was already that, so dramatic, so they really could have went over the top right. with it. Raphael uh, likes to know. yell into the night. I feel like I feel like son of a snapper wouldn't have hit as hard <laughs> if his eyes were moving. Like, son if, of a snapper. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> like my so, favorite line in the movie. <laughs> which I have to break that down. Can we analyze that for a minute? We because, can. like anyone else, anyone else would say, "Son of a bitch," right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, but he's a turtle, so like that doesn't hold any meaning to him. So what's what's like? I get is snapper like an offensive like a term to the turtle? turtle? Yeah, like a snapper yeah, turtle. Community? Son of a snapper. Like, Oh, yeah. I, just, I'm, I mean, he could have like, said, like, does... son of a sea turtle, but it doesn't hit the same. You see how that sounds? Like, no. son of a sea turtle. Nah. I don't know. Son of a sea turtle has a nice rhythm to it, though. I like that. It's got that. It's, it's, it's musical. You son it's of a I like it. No. I feel like son of a snapper. You son of a boxier slider. That would have no. caught on when we were younger in elementary yeah. school back in the it 90s. Was. Yeah. You know what, though? It didn't. He said, shit, I could have let it. Yeah, I mean, it, 
in a better movie, it might have. I think I think by this point, we were all a little too old. We were like, I think that's a bad joke. I'm, like, I'm not sure. <laughs> and we all just sort of became of age where we're like, this is this is what a bad movie feels like. <laughs> um, I do like it, though, Son of a Snapper. I... I uh, I wonder if they went through different lines there, and that's just the one. You have to add a very like New York accent to yeah, it. Yeah, because it was it like really snapper. Son of a snapper. Snapper. Son of a snapper. Yeah. Oh. When I do it, I just sound like Vinnie Barbarino. <laughs> I'm walking here. Um, like, see, that's what comes yes. back. Yes. <laughs> that's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to LaGuardia, right? <laughs> Maybe Big you did catch one in a very specific borough in New York yeah. City. Right. Yeah. And we just I don't think, know. I think we broke that down in our first season. We were like, all right, so Raphael is totally from Brooklyn, right? And like Leo is maybe from the Bronx. Maybe mm-hmm. from like, yeah. So we, we worked our way through all that stuff. So they get the scepter back. Um, they're all very excited. And then um, we find out they were double crossed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the scepter was stolen at the beginning of the movie and hidden by uh, what we were told Mitsu at the beginning. And, you know, she walks out in a huff and Raph kind of calls her out on it. She's like, well, fine, I'm leaving. <laughs> um, this is a long double cross. This took the whole movie. And the thing that sort of weirds me out about it is that scepter is stolen the very first time that the turtles show up in ancient Japan. Mm-hmm. They don't know who they are. They don't know that they're going to help them fight. They just steal the scepter. Um, at what point do they realize, Mitsu and her, her crew there, do they realize that this is something we can hold on to for leverage? Like, this is a long con game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always it, wonder yeah. if it's one of those, like, transitive properties of time from movie to reality like we see them instantly like they're there they get up but maybe in reality like in their time they were like laid out for a minute and so they had a chance to look at them and be like these are the four which i don't like that they said and i didn't realize i was older but these are the four demons that are supposed to like help the us kappas. Like, them kappas. I, was like, I feel like I it like, fits though uh-huh. kappas <laughs> did you have you ever see a picture of a like a kappa of what the kappa is supposed to look like? Yeah, oh, I yeah, it's like a, a little lizard. It's like it's a lizard like a, demon. Yeah, and he's got like a bowl on his head. It's a really funny look. It's a real thing. A kappa is like a real Japanese. De- I didn't it's know like that. Like a water just, demon or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds, it's, a, it's sounds frightening. But like the kappas I know, but not the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell my dad. <laughs> You know, it is what it is. Somewhat of a demon also. So. Uh, I feel like I'm missing a joke here. Um, it's like, we're talking it's about the fraternity. I was going to say, is this sorority thing? Fraternity thing? Gotcha. Just fraternity. Gotcha, like, gotcha. if you ever came across one, you'd know. And you'd be like, ah, oh, uh, and show us three. I, yeah. I wasn't cool enough to be in a frat when I was in college. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, there you go. Um... So, yeah, we find out Mitsu double-crossed. Mikey's bummed because Mikey has such a huge crush on her already, mm-hmm. right? Like, he, like, wants to hang out. He's already established. He wants to stay back there because he likes ancient Japan more. He's like, I could be who I am here. I don't have to, like, try to fit into this weird, you know, 20th century culture. And, like, his 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 the thing that was anchoring him to the past now, the, his one sort of friend, his, his crush there is, like, a bad guy? It's like, what? Heartbreak, that sucks. But you tell her she had bad she vibes. She was only a bad guy for like 45 seconds. So. Yeah, and then she in got, the movie, but in life, how many days was that? Like, 
She was only a bad guy for like five seconds, actually. It was like True. the door didn't even close before her grandpa and then he came turned out. He was like, "Nope, I did it." Like, so right. I think he got so, over it really quickly. Yeah, grandpa jumps in and he he takes the bullet, which is I I told Mitsu or I told Yoshi to steal it. Even I, I don't know is Mitsu the granddaughter or is Yoshi the gra- I'm confused. I was confused too because they right? said her brother, and I was like, "Is Yoshi her brother or did he say a brother?" I think. <laughs> That's got to be Mitsu's the granddaughter, Yoshi's Mitsu's brother. Yeah. I think. All right. I thought he said That's grandson. Gonna... Yeah, I don't know. We we don't know the family order here. <laughs> like, it's just... I, we should have made a chart. I know. I should have <laughs> wrote that down. I didn't. But anyway, so it's not Mitsu. But she was complicit. Um, mm-hmm. But Grandpa totally had the family steal it to hide it because he's like, I want you guys to fight. I don't want Mitsu, want Mitsu to, fight, to fight, which I'm like, I'm like, dude, your daughter leads a rebellion. She's badass. Like, I would let her fight. Like, come on, man. She can. <laughs> I get you're worried, but like, let her fight, or maybe you might die. Like, let her fight. <laughs> you're She's not already fighting. Fight. At this point, she was already fighting. Yeah. So, like, what? She, <laughs> she clearly knows. Like, she, you wouldn't have gotten the scepter if she wasn't fighting. <laughs> like, <laughs> basically. Um. Yeah. So I actually uh, have this thing lot. where I don't understand why. Michelangelo is like always trying to get a human girlfriend. <laughs> it's just like I feel like it's in every movie or cartoon. It's always one of them because in like the newer cartoons, yeah. isn't it like Donatello? It has a crush on April. My, yeah, I'm sorry, the, my nephew watches them, so sometimes I watch oh, them. No, no that then, series, okay. that show's <laughs> awesome. That 2012 series that was on yes. Nickelodeon is mm-hmm. baller. It's great. And yeah, it was Donnie who has a crush on April in that one. And yeah, then in the new so movies weird. with Megan Fox, it's Raphael with April. Something. Yeah, and then yeah. even in this, the first movie here, Michelangelo's like, I'm in love. He sees her on the TV. So there's always, you know. Yeah. It's a little bestiality. Right? I mean, it's the '90s. We had like, what is it? Beauty and the Beast was a thing. That's true. You <laughs> raise a very good point. There was a lot going on in the world of interspecies romance. <laughs> it's very the '90s was vogue. a strange time, kids. Man, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> oh, the '90s was a strange time. We had to yeah. not pick um, up the phonies internet. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> so. Ugh. Ugh. Just imagine if you had the internet in the early 90s, the trouble we would have been in. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. My parents um, would have really had a hard time getting us out of the house. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at... Let me let me mow my lawn and yell at the kids on my lawn right now. But, like, yeah, look at kids today, like, getting out of the house. Not during the pandemic, because that's not, you know, clearly. But, like, before the pandemic. Like, no one goes out of their house. They stay inside on their Game Boys and their whatever. Their little pads. Their pads. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, this has been bitching about children with Scott. <laughs> um, we hear a scream and we find out that Mitsu's been taken and it's by revealed that the, by, yeah, by, by fake Casey, by bad accent Casey. <laughs> British bearded Casey. <laughs> yeah. Like for the, it's, okay. I didn't look it up because I wanted to specifically ask here. Is that Detective Stabler? Or no. 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 So like I him, always right? thought it was too. Okay. <laughs> I was like, You're talking Christopher Maloney from yeah, Law and Order, I like, right? I was like, is that the Dr. Sabler when he was young? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a secret. For years, years I was telling people, Oh, that guy on Law and Order, that's Casey Jones from the <laughs> I was wrong. That is not the same guy. But he looks like him, right? Is it that, Does look actor like that him. looks like he Detective looks like Stabler? some yeah. He looks like yeah. somebody he did something yeah. recently. 
Yeah, mm-hmm, I mean, th- so is. this is this is Elias Coteas, um, who does this role in the Casey Jones role. But I swear to God, I thought it was Christopher Maloney. From yes. Well, you were apparently you weren't alone. No, I'm not glad to all. know I wasn't alone. Thank you. Um, you were not alone. But like they give they give him this role of you know you're gonna play Casey in the future you know or in the present rather mm-hmm. uh, and all he does is babysit. We don't ever get to see him like bust anyone's heads. Nope, like he Casey Jones hockey. is supposed. To, yeah. Like, and then in the past he's he's like this weird. I can't have a British accent. Bad guy. Pirate? Are they thing. supposed to be pirates? I think they're they're kind of pirate esque, yeah. Okay. They they yeah they're they're like a, a warmonger type arms dealers, yeah. Pirate pretty much every British person with a boat in the 1600s it's was a pirate. pirate so yeah, yeah. It's a bad guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's got a knife to her throat and he's trying to negotiate. The turtles are making like faces, except Leonardo, who this Leonardo puppet is just always smiling. It's <laughs> like, I did notice that. With, with big surprise eyes, <laughs> like every he's like <laughs> yeah. I think the game for this year, the game for this season might be who can get the most Leonardo stupid face screenshots in our Facebook group. I think that might be the project. Um, because there's a lot of them. Um, but then- that that's sort of brings us to the end of the minute. Do you guys have anything you want to touch on in this chunk before we uh, say goodbye and reconvene on the Wednesday minutes? Nope. I would just like to say, one, I don't care if they were pleading with me. I would have still left if I was a Ninja Turtles. And <laughs> I would have left them. I'd be like, you stole this and you kept me here. Peace out. You guys out did this war once already <laughs> without me, right? You, you, exactly. You've already done this. You just got a little crayon drawing fruit roll mm-hmm. thing <laughs> in your collection that's nothing to do with me and like <laughs> that took me a minute I just <laughs> and then the second thing is even though she's shown it time and time again Mitsu she's like she's a G because like knife to her throat she was still like kill him I don't care they'll kill me kill them too take him out like she was commanding from behind the knife and I appreciated that that's, so much that's in what English. I'm saying <laughs> let this girl fight. Right, in English. Right. Let her, let, she's, I don't need turtles. I want her on my team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All exactly. right, well, listen. Uh, where can we hear you guys? What's the best way to get more content from Nick and Tiff? Yeah, so you can listen to us on our podcast, Black Girls Do Stuff 2. We're on a hiatus right now, but we'll be back this summer. But we have plenty of episodes for you to listen to. And then if you want to engage with us, we're most active on Twitter, where we're BLK Girls Do Stuff, and everywhere else where Black Girls Do Stuff 2. All right, quality plug. I follow you guys on Twitter, and it's always fun. You, I like. I have Thank to hold you. back from replying a lot of the times because I'm like, oh my god, me too. No, um, do it, it's do great. it. So follow. We love it. <laughs> we do like interacting. We do. I know. I, 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 I got to do it more. I'm bad. I'm a bad podcast promoter. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to uh, duelinggenre.com/support if you want to become a Patreon supporter of this show and all the other content on the Dueling Genre Network. That means you get bonus stuff, uh, and you can find us at tmntminute.com at tmntminute on the social media, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, we will be back on Wednesday with minutes 67 to 69 with Nick and Tiff. So for me, for Nick, for Tiff, I'll do the Kawabunga for Chris. Goodbye, everybody. Kawabunga! Kawabunga.